0: Here, in your world, things are important, but what about the things that aren't important anymore? Well, sometimes those things end up here, in Dilstonia, where the Jiflings live on their little Jifling ship. They find these things that we throw away and fish them out of their sea, so that they can recycle them and put them to good use once again. And here they are now, ready to work. Eccentric young pumpkin
1: Ooh, I'm ever so excited
0: The hedge, who was a very lazy jiffling
1: Like, hey man, is it time for bed yet?
0: Albert, the ship's
1: gardener <coughs> Who's been in Emmy cabbage
0: patch, Lake? Friedeline, a very bossy jiffling Who keeps law and order on the ship Come
1: on now, jifflings, it is time for work
0: And Miss Katie who is just a little bit vain. I'm not vain. I'm just really, really beautiful. Today, the jifflings have a very important task. They have to collect all of the ingredients for their tea. And this evening, they are having sea salad. What? You haven't heard of sea salad? Then you're really missing
1: out. Now, today we are making the sea salad, yeah? So each of you needs to wear your Jifling armbands and your Jifling swimsuits. Quickly now! The Jiflings all
0: scuffled around the ship to find their swimming costumes and safety equipment, for they knew it was most important to be safe when swimming in the sea. My swimming costume is fit for a princess.
1: Hmm, but you are not a princess ya, Miss Katie. You are a jif. Show me your arms. Hmm? Ah, you have the armbands, you will do. And hedge? My swimming trunks are like so comfy, man. I could just go to sleep. And no, there is no sleeping in the sea hedge. You must wake up and paddle. Kleiner pumpkin? Oh, these swimming shorts are an heirloom, you know. I think they might be worth a terrible lot of money. So long as you can swim in them, Pumpkin, and safely gather us some sea cucumbers, then this is all that matters.
0: That was quite true. It was better, of course, to have something that you needed than something that was just very expensive.
1: Now, where is Herr Albert?
0: Everybody looked around, (laughs) but Albert was nowhere to be seen. The GIFs called out his name. Albert. Hey, Albert.
1: Albert!
0: Albert! But no use. Albert had disappeared. Maybe he's doing his hair.
1: Maybe he's having a small snooze. No, I think not.
0: Friedeline shushed all the jifflings, and then they all heard a small, sorry sound. It was like a yelp, or a whelp, or an oh my goodness, but maybe a bit sadder. All the gifs crept round the corner of the ship to where some muddy, gardeny footprints seemed to have clippity-clopped and then stopped. Hidden in a corner, tending to his friend the pet mouse called Jeffrey, was Albert the gardener and he looked terribly quivery, like a jelly in the middle of an earthquake.
1: Hey man, what's wrong? I think Jeffrey's gonna feel left out if we're all gone swimming. So I'm just gonna sit here with him and tend to me radishes.
0: We can't do this without you, Albert. You're the gardener. Only you know which sea cabbages and water sprouts we need for our sea salads.
1: This is factually true, Albert. Are you afraid of swimming in the sea, Albert? But you just, I mean, you know, eh? It's... It's not that I'm scared of the water, like, uh, you know, it's just, uh, I mean, it's a bit...
0: And then he went quiet, but there was no time for questions, because then there was a noise. That noise meant that an object, which had been lost or thrown away on Earth, had ended up in the waters around their ship. Now, they all needed to work together to heave it in. The object clunked onto the ship, and then rolled a little along the floor, ending up at Albert's feet. It was a funny kind of round thing, with a hole in the middle, and it looked very important.
1: Way, this is definitely a watering can. For me to water my garden? No, it is certainly a pan, where we must brush all of the dust and the muck into. I think it must be a huge egg, a broken egg a dinosaur came out of? Oh,
0: no silly, it's a crown, just a sort of shiny round one with a funny little flap at the front. Then the hedge stepped forwards, for he knew exactly what the object was. He took it from Miss Katie and trotted to the story seat, relaxing himself in its cosy cushions and preparing to tell the story of what the object really was.
1: No, Miss Katie-Man, this is the astronaut's helmet, and long ago, it belonged to a man called Mr. Paul, Uh who wanted to go into space. Mr. Paul was very clever, and he passed all of his tests. (laughs) He knew every planet, and he could say them all in one go. They were called, like, Mercury and Mars, Venus, and Saturn Mr. Paul impressed everybody at the space school and they all thought that he would be the best person to send on their first big mission to something called the moon which is very very far away so far away they have to take food in little packets and they don't even stand on the ground when they get there, they just float In the air, Mr. Paul... No,
0: Hedge, you simply cannot fall asleep on the story seat.
1: This story seat is for telling this story.
0: You must not go to sleep. Please, continue.
1: Mr. Paul had got ten out of ten for every test. He knew how far they had to go and for how long, but... As the time for him to go into space got nearer, he started to feel afraid and he didn't want to go. He spoke to his friend Sophie, who was not quite as clever as Mr. Paul, but she was very adventurous. Ah. Sophie tried to tell her friend there was nothing to be afraid of, that she would be there and friends look out for each other. But Mr. Paul was still afraid, and so when the day came, It was Sophie and the other astronauts who went to the rocket and went all the way up to the moon. And Mr. Paul was sad, so he threw away the helmet, because it reminded him of what lovely adventures he could have had, if only he'd been a little bit more brave. Well, Hedge, we are not going to go into this space where no Jif has gone before. So... Now we must find a new use for it. Oh, that is what jifflings do.
0: Indeed, and it's really what we people like to do when we make a big effort. All of the jifflings looked down at the helmet, just as Geoffrey meeped and jumped right in. Meep,
1: hey, way I lad, you're right. If you're brave enough to live on me ship, then I can be brave enough to gan for a swim. I think we should use this helmet. As a great big bowl that we can put all the sea salad in when we collect it.
0: That's a brilliant idea. Almost as good as one of my ideas. Mm,
1: but only if you're sure, Albert.
0: Albert was sure because he knew his friends would be there to look after him. And because they were all safely wearing their armbands, nothing bad could happen. All the gists jumped into the sea, <coughs> and they had such fun gathering their sea celery and wave onions and tidal tomatoes until the sun started to set. Then the jifflings all got safely out of the sea and had a lovely sea salad tea before all heading to bed. Good night, young pumpkin.
1: Oh, Good night.
0: Good night, Albert.
1: Well, I'll see you in the morning, Lake.
0: Good night, Friedeline.
1: And it is a good night. Yeah.
0: Good night, Miss Katie. Night, night. Good night, Hedge. Hedge? Oh, I think the Hedge is asleep already. And goodbye to you, wherever you are. Hopefully next time you see a thing that you might throw away, you'll stop and see if you can use it again, just like our friends the Jifflings. And maybe the thing you use again will have a story to tell too. Goodbye. Bottle Ship was written mostly by me, Charlie Conquest.
1: And a tiny little bit by me, Ben Mullins.
0: All voices were performed by Charlie and Ben, and all audio production was by Ben.
1: Thank you for listening to Bottle Ship. We hope you enjoyed it.
0: Goodbye.